Uh, yeah, tacos. Mm-hmm. I like tacos. <laughs> so do I. I. I still remember there was the promise um, that if we, I can't remember, what was it if we elected Barack Obama, I think we were going to have taco trucks on every corner. Is that what that thing? I, I thought that was what the, a politician said. And so I voted for Barack Obama. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, there has not been a taco truck on my corner ever in any place that I've lived. Really? Even in Denver? Yeah, not at my corner. That's a taco truck, ta- taco truck place. Oh, for sure. But they just didn't come to my corner. Taco truck, um, it's uh, it's a, uh, it's like a religious experience if you get the good one. Do you ever like you go to some uh, you, like you, you mentioned Denver? There are little towns like Leadville that are kind of booming now, but back mm-hmm. in the yeah you know nineties and two thousand early two thousands, it was not booming, and they had just you know there would just be like uh, what I thought was probably a pretty darn authentic taco truck. And whatever parking lot, and I would just go try it and just hope that it just was good. Any, any, you'd just knock on any the window of any truck in right. a parking lot. There would be like a camper there, and I would knock on it and say, Do you sell tacos? <laughs> no, it says laundry on the side. Ace Laundry. Yeah, but, you know, they always have cool names now, That's you know? Right. The really cool ones. I thought maybe it was some, you know, hipsters running around. Hipsters selling right. tacos, you know? And it was so cool, you had to knock. I just wanted to check. You never know, right? But but I would I would go to the you know if you're driving down the street and I needed some dinner and I saw a taco truck I'd just pull in and order some tacos and try and I almost never was I like oh this is terrible I would like to do it um I used to live in L A and um I never thought of this till just now but this would be a great uh, little sort of if you were going to L A and you had to go to L A by the way I wouldn't recommend it actually it's okay it can be it can be all right but um if you had to go to L A I think it would be great to do a stop at every taco truck you see um, day, like a drive around or even the whole trip. Like, okay, we're going to drive around. We're going to do stuff. We're going to go here, there, the Griffith Observatory Center. But along the way, we're going to stop at every taco truck we see and get a taco. I like it. That's a great That's a great theme for a vacation. It is. There was one. Um, so uh, I lived um, a little bit north of LAX. And there was one, if you were driving down to LAX, um, on this side street just north of LAX. And um, it's it was one of the best in the city, and it wasn't at all hipster. It was just straight up legit. You got a small sort of like, I don't know, like silver dollar pancake-sized um, um, taco, like, like tor- corn tortilla, and they put on it just, I don't eat a lot of meat, but I would do it there, like just like, whatever slopped up chopped up meat they had on the grill that and onions that's all they put on it and, was and awesome? then you could you could throw a little of their salsa or whatever the little fixings outside on the side it was incredible i mean and they cost like a they cost like a dollar each so you could go get two three four of them mm. and just and just it's just it was heaven it sounds amazing yeah it was pretty darn good and um i did look up uh, the tacos on every corner so it was it was um marco 
Gutierrez, the founder of Latinos for Trump, hmm. um, who proclaimed that if Hillary Clinton was to win, there would be taco trucks on every corner. And uh, this article uh, says it the way I imagined it. Not the guy didn't realize how amazing that sounds when he said it. He said it as though it was like a an bad insult, thing, yeah. as though there'd be like Latinos everywhere overrunning. Right. Listen, I live in an all pretty much a predominantly white city yes. along with you. Mm-hmm. I'm first of all, I'm, I'm totally cool with pretty much anyone overrunning right. it, except for Gutierrez and his right. Trump people. Um, and and if you're driving a taco truck. Or bring in any restaurant that isn't like ham- <laughs> yeah. American hamburgers and nachos to this town. I oh, my door is wide open. Oh man, I would love I would love a, ta- a good old taco truck here oh, in town. Talking about some pho, yeah. some really mm. good pho. Yes, um, Indian. Oh, Although, Thai. Well, we, we do have the Thai truck, but I mean, we have a Thai truck. Well, sometimes I'd like oh, the right. farmer farmers market. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I want to. I want. There are certain things I would like to be in one place so I could go find them easily, like a truck. Because Thai food you can take out. American food is hands down the worst takeout food you can possibly have. Hamburgers like a uh, half hour later, not so great, are not they? Not good. Nachos yeah. in a in like one of those styrofoam <laughs> the, trays. It's all it's all like soggy now. Yeah, it's soggy. It's kind of like it's turned. It's it's turned into sort of like whoa. It's like the the the, the cheese and the and the tortilla chips have actually become one. I mean, there's only one reason for the tortilla chips to be in there, and that's for the crunch and the delivery of the stuff. Yeah, but if really. it's like a, a floppy piece of paper, then it does serves no purpose. Tortilla chips, other than the health issue, you could pretty much just eat the cheese and the and the uh, with the, actually the this styro- broken pieces of the styrofoam tray. If it wasn't for the fact that it would kill you, because who cares? I mean, you could you could Salt. put all of the um, the nacho f- fixings fixins in the a container and give just give me a fork yeah i mean i don't have to have the nachos the chips that's so i'm so i'm a big fan of a taco salad mm-hmm. because uh i haven't really brought my kids into the taco salad world well i have but if it told them it's a taco salad i tell them it's nachos with lots of lettuce <laughs> 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 which is a, it's a work right yeah. that's like a workaround you know what I mean? <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> it's not a salad. Why is there so much lettuce in this? Ah, it's just, you know, it's a, it's right. a lettucey nacho. Right. I mean, if so, if you put a little ground beef on your salad, it's like basically a a, a taco with lettuce and kids or see, a burrito bowl with lettuce. And that's a very, very major distinction between most children and most adults. Well, I don't know most adults, but certainly our type of adults, which is when you're young, um, the salad is the problem in the meal. And when you're right. older, the salad is the bonus in the meal. Yeah. Or often for me, it is the meal. It is the meal. Yeah. yeah. I love salads now, but I hated them when I was a kid. It's such a weird thing. Because you know why? Because kids want things all separated. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Except and you know, not just. <laughs> and you know what else is, is a problem? Is that like when I was a kid, I think a salad was that white and oh, green romaine lettuce yeah which is yeah i mean it's not the most flavorful if you got romaine i never got until i was at least 22 years old i probably never had anything but iceberg right like um <clears throat> spinach yeah i mean we uh, as a kid i thought spinach was gross yeah until i actually had it as a leafy vegetable you know not from a can or whatever yeah and With, like um, walnuts and yeah. like goat cheese and then oh, yeah. i was like wait a second this tastes good yeah 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And the right, like, sort of, like, whatever dressing on it, and it's all of a sudden, it's like this, oh, someone actually thought ahead. Right. And made a dressing that actually worked with I think spinach. this was this was Big Hamburger's work. Big Hamburger was like, we can't have people eating big, salad. Big Hamburger. We need yeah, to yeah, convince yeah. everybody uh-huh. how awful salads are. A lot of people don't know Big Hamburger, but it was pre-Big Tech. That's right. And right. it was pre-Big Oil. I mean, pre-Big you Oil. know, the cover-ups go, big go ha- deep. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, remember The Founder, the movie The Founder, all about um, Ray Kroc and founding um, oh, yeah. McDonald's? Yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was a big inside job. Yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah. It was like and Wendy's that that little girl, you know, on the on the sign. When it all involved. when it all collapsed, remember Enron, smartest guys in the room. This was McDonald's, the fattest guys in the room. Mm-hmm. But it, it same really just they pretty much you could just change the right. names and show the same documentary. That's right. It's what happened. And they they put um, mind control drugs in the French fries at do, McDonald's. Do you so. remember like Super Size Me? Yes, the documentary. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing at the end was like he's like I. This one guy who ate Big Macs every day for 30 years was fine, but he never ate the fries. That was the whole <laughs> that thing. Was the... But the Super Size Me guy went, what did he do? He did 30 days? I don't even remember what it was. We but should watch it with the kids. We should. That yeah, King of there was, yeah, wasn't it the something with the oil at, at the use for the French fries was super bad at the time? Yeah. Did they use, uh, they use French fry oil? To make French fries. Right. It's like sourdough. It's like you have to have a starter. They have like a oil starter that, that no one knows the origin of the French, the first French fry. You have to use old French fry oil recycled so much so that it's so dense with French fry flavor that it just immediately clogs your arteries. That's right. They just actually, they just pour that oil into molds. French fry molds. <laughs> That's true. It's just a, there's, no, there's no French fry in there. There's curly no, fries are just curly no potato, molds. Right? Oh, did you get the curly molds? Yeah, right. Yeah, you got to get a French fry oil starter. <laughs> that's why at McDonald's is all. That's why the big franchises. They're just. That's literally all the front. They're just sending the oil from the from the original. It's kind of like a sourdough starter. Right? Exactly. You have to get get it from the original. You got to get it from someone. Yeah. And if your if your French fry oil dies. Stop! Stops producing. You, you got to go back to the oh, source. Oh yeah, you, yeah. McDonald's goes out of business. That's right. Yeah, your French fry oil dials. Yeah, and you got to keep feeding it. And what do they feed it? I think they feed it people. I, right. I was thinking <laughs> cows with mad cow disease or something. Well, you know? it could be that, yeah. but I think they feed. I think I want to say they people. feed it people. Yeah. I want to say they feed it like you know. Yeah, it's because they, they feed it the workers, the minimum wage workers who die of heart attacks. On the floor. And are never seen again. Right. It's a common thing. I mean, people don't know. There's a whole thing. McDonald's, like like hundreds of employees a year disappear working at McDonald's. It's a big cover-up. Where did they it's go? part of Big Hamburger's cover-up. Do you remember the other big stink with um, McDonald's uh, with that the, the um, ice cream machines? Oh, and the recycling. But I want to hear the ice oh, cream machines one. They made it so um, basically nobody could repair them. Oh, come on. Like this was, you know, just like the whole right to repair thing that's yeah, going yeah, on yeah, with yeah. everything else. That just happened. It was recently. the same thing. And so you're, you're a franchise owner and you're already paying them a fortune to, mm-hmm. to be one. But then the, the machines were always break down and you had to basically, you know, pay them to send some specialist to fix it or whatever. And it was costing a fortune. And yeah. so people were not, you know, not selling the ice cream and things so like that. So the franchises would be like, but then they probably have a contract with McDonald's right. as a franchiser where they have to have the ice cream up X amount, ice cream machine up X amount of days a year. You can't be down more than When like, you get big trouble if you break those contracts. There was a, a McDonald's near um Shelby's parents, my my wife's parents' house mm-hmm. in Michigan and it 
went uh, went rogue. And Ooh. basically, they it was kind of like, do you remember from Coming to America when he's like, you know, they have the double arch, arch we have, they have the golden <laughs> arches and we have the golden arc. Or something was like it that. McDougal's or yeah, something, something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this place did. They basically took and covered up all McDonald's uh, signs and logos and then ba- and sold all the same food in brown paper bags. And excellent. so, of course, we went there. We were oh, like, we got to do did. this. That's, that's excellent. <laughs> and how was it? Uh, I don't remember. I just remember it being like uh, an experience. But I, I don't think that the food was any... Better. I, I I think um. I don't understand how McDonald's is a thing. I mean, I know they've been marketed heavily to children, right. which is the Happy Meal. <clears throat> Your kid goes, you're going to buy something because you're hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, heavily to African American community, um, because it's technically cheap, although there's no nutrition in it. So right. Not and and I don't know how cheap it really is. The like, have you? I haven't been in one in a long time, but the last time I was in one, I was like. That's kind of expensive. Yeah, right. I was like, if all three of us bought like some kind of meal, we'd be at like 25 bucks. Wow. Which is, I mean, obviously you go to just some local restaurant here and the three of us eat and it's like 50 bucks. Yeah. So it's half that. But I could go to the grocery store and buy food for all three of us for half of 20, you know, like oh, for yeah. Yeah. 15 bucks or 12 yeah. bucks. Mm-hmm. So I think it, the, the, the weird thing about McDonald's is that it's... um. I, okay, so Wendy's has the Frosty. When I was a kid, I'd be like stoked about it because the whole it was a great marketing campaign, and they actually had okay. Ooh, I thought the they frosty. were pretty good. Um, I think when I remember, and what liking, was that flavor though? What was the Frosty flavor? It was some made up they would, would, flavor? I don't, yeah, I mean yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like it's kind of it's not found, kind of brownish. It's like gray, right? <laughs> it's kind of like um, it's kind of like you know, recently that like, some asteroid hit. Well, maybe it wasn't recently, but they, some asteroid hit the Earth and they found some metals in it that don't exist on Earth. It's kind of like that. <laughs> That's what a frost. Like is. a flavor landed from outer, like a like a yeah, like a like an asteroid hit the, and they found some precious metals that don't exist on Earth, but they also found a, a couple flavors and they were like, they were able to emulate. Mm, oh, we could do That's this. That's kind of good. Yeah, let's do. Let's put that in a frosty. They did that in the 70s. There's another big hamburger move. Yeah, that's a cover-up. Um, <laughs> so McDonald's, so so Burger King has fries, and they're good. And I actually will, I, I don't go to any of these restaurants by, by and haven't been for, oh gosh, I can't even think of last time. But um, uh, I did actually eat at a Dairy Queen to my shame, my great shame, because I was racing from you the orthodontist. Yeah, but this is the thing. I was racing, this is how like, I sound privileged, people. I'm not that privileged, but I was racing from the ortho, an orthodontist appointment to volunteer at a uh, at a fundraiser for the local. Your your volunteering ski team. makes up for your eating Dairy Queen. Oh, right. but you were volunteering for a, the race team. I, I was. So that cancels out it the fact that this race team <laughs> race team's really in whitefish, bougie and expensive <laughs> and ridiculous. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, so my all whatever credentials, <laughs> I don't know where I land. Uh, I'm definitely in a deficit after saying all those things <laughs> aloud. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, but um, uh, this is like a confessional. It is. It is Mark. Yeah. You're gonna have to, when you're done, you're gonna have to say three Hail Marys. That should be our next and. <laughs> To our fathers, <laughs> our next our next podcast should be the confessional podcast where you, like someone you and I sit there and someone comes in with we don't name them we can make up a name and they confess a whole bunch we'll, of we'll stuff. We'll put up a just piece like, of cardboard where we poke holes in it to make it like a confessional. 
They can't see us. <laughs> they can't see They'll us. have no idea that it's you and me you get, at, at my in my office. You've got the blinds <laughs> behind you with the sliding window. He's just <laughs> in the summertime doing slide them and just like, like can I come in? It's really hot out here. The sun is beating down on me. No. <laughs> This is your punishment right, yeah. for all for all the all dirty sins for, for the fact that you ate Dairy Queen racing to a volunteer at a. At a <laughs> oh, um, you were going somewhere. I was going somewhere. I was so so McDonald's actually. Um, uh, uh, it's the worst of them, isn't it? Isn't it the worst of them? I mean, Burger King has pretty good fries and their chicken. I mean, I'm not saying the food is any. Is well, healthy for you. The the hamburgers at Burger King are flame broiled, Mark. But aren't they just smashed in with those like diced onions that are really obviously just sort of like ah uh, I the diced onions are the worst. You know what I don't like? Onions. I don't like the diced onions. I do not like the chopped lettuce because what happens is I try to the only time I ever ate those burgers is when I'm on the road mm-hmm. and I'm the only thing at the right. at the exit is a McDonald's. Yeah. And you get the burger and you take one bite and it ends up all over your lap. Yeah. I would be yeah, like, yeah. ah, why? Why can't they just put a piece of lettuce? Like one piece. And an and onion. Yeah, because all the lettuce is, is it's just like a way to collect all of the... It, yeah, it's, it's a, but confetti saturated in like ketchup yeah. and mustard. And right, so, yeah. So then, it all ends up on my yeah, yeah. jeans. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> it's confetti. It's just like a little confetti And then you're trying the to pick the pieces off the seat from under your legs and your crotch while you're driving so you don't stain the seat with uh, the... And the pants that you yeah. got to get out of and you're... Right. How, so how, um, how many... How I mean, what do you think the accidents? How many accidents have? How many people have died? It's probably ten percent of all traffic fatalities on uh, interstate highways. I would. I, this is not a joke. I would absolutely be really interested to see if anyone ever has calculated, like the police have ever done a calculation of the amount of people who are found with like a with like a fast food. It's another cover bag up, Mark. in there. It's the big fast food. Oh, it's big hamburger. Yeah, because you know. So I was I was thinking I was thinking about the. F- the other night, so Alexander sometimes has hockey practice down at Kalispell, which is what twenty. It's about it's about it's about a half hour from our yeah. to the rink yeah. from uh, the park to our house. And on the way back, sometimes he'll be like, "Hey, can we stop and get something on the way?" He'll either want Chick Fil A or Mod Pizza, mm-hmm. and I don't like Chick Fil A. I can tolerate Mod Pizza because they let you put as many toppings on it as you want, and I put like eighteen toppings on Hell it. Yeah. It's just like yeah. it's basically a salad. I would like another on pizza a, on top. Yes, please. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that pizza with everything, and then put that pizza with everything on top of the other pizza <laughs> <laughs> with some dough, some cr- some like baked dough with like some. Like, it's like the SNL skit for the for the taco thing where they're making fun of. Taco Bell. I don't think I've seen it's it. It's like a it. Chupa, Chupa Lupa Grande, you know, Supreme, <laughs> in, wrapped in a pizza. Oh, yeah. They just keep dipped adding in, to it. Yeah. Dipped in batter. Yeah, stuffed in a tofurkey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he wanted um he wanted Chick-fil-A and we, we went by and there was like 28 cars in line. And I was like, uh, if if we can go in the lobby and there's not like 28 people in there. Then I can get it. Otherwise, I'm not stopping because it's insane. Yeah. But I, th- so I was gonna, you know, like why people eat these things. And I think the reason people eat these things so much in the United States is because we're a car dependent culture. Oh, yeah. And so people are commuting. I mean, up until the pandemic, people other than like, say, us who worked from home didn't realize how much their life sucked. And how much of it they spent in their car, it's right? Astonishing. That, like I would have talks with people, and they're like, "Oh no, it's fine. I just I like listen to books on tape, and I enjoy my time alone." I'm like, 
three hours a day yeah. you spend in a car away from your family? Like, how do you work out? How do you take care of your house? Mm-hmm. How do you socialize yeah. with your friends and your family? How how do you do anything yeah. mm-hmm. other than work and sleep? Uh, that's what I used to do in LA. Not that long, but pretty darn close. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's insane. So I think that, I think that's a part of the big whatever cover up too, is they were all in cahoots. Yeah. Oh yeah. More highways means more McDonald's burgers sold. Yeah, so they go the, around. Like, they go the long way. Like, right. Oh, you could have cut through. Nah, but we could get two. We could get two pullovers. And when people spill the burger stuff and crash and die, you just add them to the um, the, the oil. You, you just right. feed them See? to the oil. You feed, so you feed they, the oil starter. They profit and they profit some more. This is really going deep here, Kevin. I think we got onto something. They could also, you could just <gasps> drop dead of a heart attack after eating all these things. How many and people added. are feeding this oil? And I mean, it goes deep. You go, you, roads are longer so that people can die mm-hmm. so that they can feed the oil. That's why they keep it's raising like the speed limit. Soylent too. green is people. Yes. Well, so is absolutely McDonald's uh, uh, fry starter oil. It's people. It's people. It's good, though. I mean, it's good, yeah, though, right? right. I mean, it's, it's good, delicious. It's, it's good people. I do like Burger King better. I think they maybe have a high. A it this bit. seems like a Simpsons thing. Do you like? Do you remember the one when when uh, Homer saw there would like everybody would eat these burgers from the favorite burger joint and turn into a zombie and then try and then eat each other. No. And Homer was like, he knew he's like seeing the news report and he looks out the window and he sees like there's a like I don't know I can't remember if he, he saw that there was like two burgers left or there was a hole in the window like someone had already busted in uh-huh. and he was like Mrah. and so he goes he's like he knows that he's gonna turn into a zombie but he can't. Resist. So he yeah. goes and he eats the burgers and turns into a zombie. Oh, Homer. Yeah. So I think that's kind of, that's this thing. Does The Simpsons stand up today? I haven't watched The Simpsons. So it's, it's like, it's like, it's like wall, gate wall or whatever or through right. some sort of like, you can't watch it on Netflix or anything. And that's the weird thing because there's all sorts of gates now. Like right. we used to, you used to be able to go to the video store and rent. And I mean, for anyone who doesn't, who wasn't around during the video store or the DVD store. You can kind of rent everything. If you found you had the one in yeah. the one in town, if you were in a bigger town that always had cool stuff right. and indie stuff, then you had the one like the, the like chain Scarecrow Video in yeah. Seattle was just ridiculous. I mean, there were t- there were some videos you'd have to like you'd have to leave like a hundred dollar deposit right. to rent, you know, because be, you might not bring it back. Yeah, because if you didn't bring it back, like that, it was so rare. Well, when you rent eight porn videos. Yeah, it's a hundred bucks. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's 99 cents. A 99 cent deposit. <laughs> yeah. Because they're going to make three more while you're watching it. Also of the a, same series. And there's a cleaning fee, of course. <laughs> there's always a cleaning fee. They just hose it down. Right, yeah. yeah, that's right. Hose everything right. down. That's right. <laughs> but I do remember that. There was like Blockbuster and there was Family Video and then there was the like the local ones. Oh, yeah, it was great. And there, there was always like in most towns up until about 10 years ago, there was a holdout local. Yep. Where you could still go and find stuff you couldn't find anywhere you could else. Get Super One down here, the grocery store. They stopped like a year ago or so having their little one, and you'd be able to rent first run movies that you wouldn't be able to see yet. You have to you'd have to pay for like like whatever through Amazon, or whatever, for like two bucks for so, three nights. So I wanted to watch Freaks and Geeks. Oh Do you yeah. Remember that? Yeah. You can like you can't find it. Yeah. Um, you can't find it, right? You have to like get it on dvd or something yeah. like that mm-hmm. and i was like i don't even have a dvd player anymore mm-hmm. i mean i have a player i just don't have the remote control and there's no buttons on the dvd player <laughs> so you can put the dvd in but all you can wow. do is get to the menu so that was like a cool feature back i found then. that out when we rented a 15 dollar dvd from blockbuster in dc and took it home and put it in and then realized we didn't know where the remote was 
So we just wasted 15 bucks and had to drive round trip to a blockbuster. <laughs> you go, but now you can buy a DVD player for 15 bucks. Right. So really, exactly. you kind of like 30 bucks and you're, you got a great night ahead. I don't know where you can see The Simpsons, though, although Alexander's on like thir- uh, season 37 somewhere. I think you have, it's like you have to pay for some wall thing. Or there's some somewhere he place. was finding them. Yeah, I I, I'd like to, I'm going to, after we're going to ask Alexander, right. because I, I, so, the, so, so my point is, I think The Simpsons held up, certainly the Conan O'Brien producing years, because he was, it was just amazing. It yeah. was incredible. Because he is weird, and yeah. The Simpsons is weird. In the right way. Yes. Yeah, he's yes. going to, and, and, and I think his show, he wasn't able to be as weird as he probably really is. And I think he's cool, and and he's like he's actually cool, funny, weird. Oh yeah. But um, um, Seinfeld hasn't held up. No, no. It's Have you not... watched any Seinfelds? The I, kids wanted the... to watch one the other night or a couple because they heard about it and they're like, "Oh, Seinfeld! I've heard. What's that?" And we, I play one. I'm like, "This just is not." It's hold funny because I think there's a lot of them that don't hold up. There's some like what about Cheers? That probably holds up. It holds up really well. Yeah, yeah I've watched. I've rewatched Cheers. And what about Mash? Yeah, but it's it's heavy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, I know it's, it's a tough. You never know. Like watch. I'm not going to watch that with. I mean, there's whole episodes where it's like all about depression or oh, you know. Well, the the movie Their mental mental health. Oh yeah, yeah I mean they got it's, deep, and it, and it's like the longest running series before the Simpsons right. or any of that stuff. And but Cheers like, was super long, super running. long. So and 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 Cheers survived the death of Coach. Mm-hmm. Coach was the if anyone who doesn't know, Coach was the like assistant bar one yeah. of the bartenders, and he was this lovable, lovable guy. Ernie Pantuso was his name on the show, and how I know that, <laughs> but I know it. Um, I can't remember his real name. Uh, good actor, great actor. Played this sort of like dumb like guy, been hit in the head too many times with baseballs. It was a oh, right. big catcher yeah. or whatever. And used to lean in to the pitch. That was his whole thing. That's how he stayed as a baseball player. And then he became a bartender and he was obviously a little, but he was really funny. They survived. It survived the, uh, the death of, of a, of a major player in the, in the cast and kept going and kept going with Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Like what a find they, they did. Um, and remember, and they had Kirstie Alley. I mean, they had all these who people just died. Who, yeah. And they had all these people, and they all went on to do other things, and and sometimes it was good, and sometimes it wasn't yeah. so good, or whatever. But somehow they made the whole thing. Oh, oh and Ted Danson, of course. Ted Danson. So I right? saw. So I was. I was at Jimmy. So I used to, you know, work. You know, I used to work in 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 entertainment. Let's just say I still kind of do, but like entertainment. And I was backstage at. Uh, I was in the dressing room at uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live years and years ago, and Ted Danson was the guest uh, with the people I was with, and um. And I met him and he was, he, I don't know how old he was. He was 60 something or whatever. And I mean, I, he turned the corner and stepped in and I shook his hand and I was like, he's gorgeous. And that hair is incredible. I'm not kidding. He's literally beautiful. Really? He looks just like he did in Cheers. Like he looks fantastic. He's been preserved he's somehow. Been, he's been pickled. He's yeah. got to have pickled. <laughs> he and David Gahan from Depeche Mode, right. two of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in real life. And like, like. Don't age. Not aging. So I, the, the other story about that is like I was I was at this show and it was a bunch of bands on it and I was there in the back and um and I and it's sound check and it's a, it was a big venue but a small like not really that big way too small for Depeche Mode but um but they were doing a sh- like a underplay kind of thing whatever and I was in the backstage and I see this this band these 
clearly a band walking towards me and they're and they're all walking to go to do sound check and I and I see a guy with his shirt off and I'm not I haven't really clocked who it is yet I'm busy doing something else and I see a guy going to do sound check he's walking up he's got no shirt on <laughs> and he walks close gets closer to me and I'm like what a what a loser walking a sound go to sound check without your shirt on you know and I'm, there's bands on there that are kind of lame too right. you know but but then there are good bands and then they get close enough. I realize it's Depeche Mode because lights behind him and all like that. I realize it's Depeche Mode, and, I, and Gahan walks past, past me, and he looks awesome without his shirt on. And he was probably fifty-eight years old at the time. And I go, I didn't say it, but I'm thinking like, oh yeah, you you get to do that, like, right? You, you, got, you go to sound. David Gahan goes to sound check without his shirt on at fifty-eight or sixty years old because he looks awesome. Because <laughs> you know he can. Because he can. If I, w- I would, if I could, good for you, my right. man. I was the- which this reminds me, Mark. This is a good segue because I was looking at our stats for um, our analytics for the show. And our most popular um, are we recording episode is the one about the smithereens and college rock. Yeah. Still to this day. So this just came up somehow. So this is this is great because I wanted to get to this and you brought me right here. Perfect. It's basically it's R.E.M. first TV appearance. <gasps> On David Letterman, Letterman in 1983. It's Radio Free Europe. I and, watched it within and the last South, two weeks. South Central Rain. <gasps> I watched it. We watched it within the last two weeks. Yes. It's it? amazing. It's amazing. And they're bouncing around the stage. I love, I love how he's like kicking his foot out oh, to the side. Yeah, yeah, he's totally. on one foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Oh, it's, it's so, so 80s. I love it's it. It's so good. Yeah. They, they're, they're totally not. Oh, God. And you couldn't hear practically anything that... that, that Michael Stipe is saying because he mumbles the whole. It was a great. Oh my gosh, amazing! And of course, David Letterman. He's like he's so thin in that. Like uh, I don't notice that. I was like, oh my gosh, he's so thin. But he's like he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. He it was, was such awesome. A, anybody who's not old, the older folks listening, uh, of course, our audience is sixteen and under, but um, uh, predominantly, but. Older folks watching uh, will know that Letterman, I mean, it was like a cult thing. Oh, yeah. Like, it was a big deal it to was. talk about Letterman the next day at school if you got to oh, watch Oh, my it. gosh. And what he threw off the roof or whatever, right? Yeah. Remember he like... And the top 10. Yeah, the top 10 list. <laughs> but the best thing about Letterman, hands down, besides Letterman himself, was the bands he brought, yes. brought on. That, that era... Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. It was amazing. And he brought on all the college rock bands because yep. it was college kids watching this stuff. He knew. Yeah. I mean, his people knew. It was, I, I remember a couple of you know, uh, things. Like, I remember one time he had this old lady on who had a potato chip collection. Oh, they yes. all looked like something. Yes. And he said something in the crowd, like, cheered, and she looked out to the crowd, and he reaches down into a bag of Lay's and pulls it up and takes a bite, and she <laughs> turns around so fast. <laughs> she thinks he's just <laughs> eating one. Like, 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 like the, Christ, right, like the image yeah. of like, the silhouette of Christ. Yeah. Totally. So he picks up the bag of Lay's. He's like, oh, no, no. Like, <laughs> he's lucky she didn't have a heart attack. Did you ever see Crispin Glover on Letterman? I don't know if I did. So Crispin Glover, remember Crispin Glover? He was in so for, so he was in River's Edge with Keanu Reeves. So Keanu okay. Reeves is Keanu. I got nothing against you, my man, but you're a crap actor. Okay, you're not a good. He's actor. supposedly a super super duper awesome guy, though. Super nice yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, everyone I've ever heard talk about him is like he's really really nice. So I got yeah. nothing against him. Right, I got nothing against him. He's Just not a particularly good actor. Not a great actor. But okay, but I'll give him a hundred percent. Bill and Ted's. Uh, <laughs> hands down, not the sequel. I don't think nonsense. he acts though in that. I mean, totally. He reminds me of Bill Murray, and that it's always the same character. Yeah. 
when he yeah but the problem is there's the role isn't meant right for that character that's right <laughs> it's meant for somebody else but um uh, and, and there, there, i should say there are things he's been really good in but the thing he was the best river's edge if you haven't seen River's Edge or you haven't seen it in a while, rewatch it. it I've rewatched it relatively recently. It's incredible. It's a really, really sort of like disenchanted youth thing. It's it's a really rough movie. I only skies in it. I think it's a rough movie, but it's cool. I think. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. Oh gosh. Uh, I can't think. Okay. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna try because I can't think of the name of the incredible legendary person who's in it. But whatever. Um. But. Crispin Glover is in it, and that's the first time I ever saw him. He, he is he's a very eccentric guy. Oh, okay. He's the dad. Oh, he's the dad in Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Mega eccentric. Yeah. Really cool actor, but very bizarre, kooky, eccentric guy. And you saw him on Letterman? Oh, he got he's one of the first people banned from Letterman. Because <laughs> he's wearing these, like he's wearing these, you gotta see this. He's wearing these um platform boots flared out pants he's on something he tries to i think he might get on i don't know if he gets on letterman's desk but he tries to he tries to kick letterman but not in a bad way like he's not trying to hurt him but he tries to kick him they try to have a conversation letterman can't get anything out of him um he's just clearly just bonkers um and and uh, <laughs> so there are a few people who have been banned from Letterman, and I think he was for what, what happened with Crispin Glover and Letterman. And the picture is him with his like foot right in front of <laughs> Letterman's face. You got to watch this; it's so <laughs> awesome. It's awkward and when when Crispin Glover nearly kicked David Letterman in the face. <laughs> and you kind of have to give so Crispin Glover is so great. Uh, you you can't hate him for it. Um, they kind of both deserve everything like deserve credit for letterman handles it really well um he makes fun of crispin glover and and he's a total pro even back then and crispin glover is just like they're just being themselves right crispin comes on and i'm like i'm gonna be a bonkers like crazy person who's gonna be super eccentric and weird and letterman can't handle that because letterman's not really that eccentric he's just really kind of dry and cool right yeah in the best possible way uh, it's just, it's a great exchange. What was, what was the actress who jumped up on Letterman's desk and then like pulled her top up? It uh, was, she was banned, I think. Um, she was obviously on something too. Yeah. She was like bonkers, like amphetamines. She was like spazzing out on the stage. There've been a couple people banned from Letterman. I think, yeah, I, that sounds familiar. Um, I'm trying to remember her name and I, she went out and she was like a child actor, but then she, uh, like not Drew Barrymore. Yes. Drew, was Barrymore. It Drew Barrymore. It was Drew Barrymore. If only we had some sort of service that you could type in words and that would return a, I tried. Really? Yeah, and it didn't come up with Drew Barrymore. You tried. You typed in "crazy actress who jumped on desk and showed and pulled top off on Letterman." Yeah, I didn't quite get all that way, <laughs> but it was yeah. Drew Barrymore surprise for Dave. <laughs> um, I haven't seen his new like you know my next guest will. Oh not. right, he had I haven't uh, seen it he had uh, Zelensky on. I would somewhere. like to say that I am very glad it exists. I just haven't seen it yet, yeah. and I'm. Um, I can't say I'm ashamed of that because we watch enough stuff. There's always something to see. It's kind of like the problem with Jon Stewart. Yeah. Which I I don't watch very much. I mean, John Oliver. No, John Stewart. Yeah, John Stewart has this. Oh, he's got a new thing. Yeah. Yes, It's called like the problem with Jon Stewart or something like that. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The show is called the problem with Jon Stewart. Yes, that's right. But it's kind of like just, it's kind of like what we're doing right now. Yeah. 
Just him and you know people talking about. So he's smarter yeah. than we are. Yes, <laughs> he has a few more viewers, listeners. Yeah, yeah, a couple, yeah. like like two more maybe. And he's not have. talking to just like the idiot down the block. He's talking to somebody. Wait, who's like, which well, one of us is the idiot down the block? I'll leave that. I'll leave that to the audience <laughs> to decide. <laughs> Goes both ways. Both sides. Are, right. Both sides had a good point. There's two idiots. Oh wait, two, two. <laughs> I'll just stop. There were good people on both sides. That's right. But they were both idiots from down the block. You know, I know we've already we've already been talking for a while, but um, 35 minutes, Kevin. Oh, it's only been 35 minutes. <laughs> it feels like 72. And oh. I'm kidding. It feels like. It, it feels it, like it, it feels like seven, Mark. It feels like seven. We get the flow. Right. We get the flow. That's right. Yeah. I, you know, I, there was there were other things that we talked about. And, you know, the uh, um, satanic uh, temple. Ooh, ooh, yeah. How do you do? Okay, I, before here, pour <laughs> some of this into your glass. Um, this is a flask with some whiskey in it. I think. It's, uh, Mark says it's whiskey. It may be a mixture. I can't remember what I put in first, but I that's I called, topped it up. Mark, that's called blending. Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a whiskey blender. Right. In me tummy. <laughs> do you, is that your label name? In me tummy. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, if you if you do it and and make it look Japanese, you might win some awards because they're winning all the awards. They win all the awards. Yeah. That's not a surprise. It happens. Every, you know, it's it, people just. People love everything Japanese. I do, actually. I really love things Japanese. Heck yeah. Um, uh, what were we talking about? The Satanic Temple. Oh, yeah. So, I. So okay. So, we have. So, I, so write in and tell us what to do here, folks. I don't know if we have. There's a way. You can't do that. But anyway, if you could. Um, Email in. I don't know. So, we have a. Uh, we have a recent. So, I will say this about our lives. We are we are very blessed. We have lovely, lovely lives. It's not perfect, man. Boy, on the phone arguing with the healthcare company today. But um, and oh, yeah, I can't imagine yay. yours. We should get into that next. No, mm. maybe we should um, end on an up note. Um, right. But, but uh, should have started with that. One. I almost did. Um, but um, uh, but we do. We we are we we forget sometimes how lucky we are. We are yeah. lucky, and whatever time we have on this earth, we've been. We've been very lucky, and we are we are we live in a wonderful place, and we have wonderful friends. And the biggest thing about that is we have exorbitantly wonderful friends. Um, and we found that might be other. that that might be the best best part. It is the to best be part. honest. I'd I mean, like be, I could be anywhere. I, I love living here, and I love skiing, and I love all the things. But honestly, it's really it's it's the people. It hands down, yeah, the people. Um, not, not the people that we talked about in one of the episodes where we talked about the rich people ruining places. Yeah, not those ones, but the like authentic people. It's our super close yeah. friends, and anybody who's out there, find find the best people you can, and then and then and hold on to them. And it doesn't really matter where you are at that point. It doesn't. No. It, you could be anywhere. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Um. So we have this great friend network, and we have recently sort of found a couple other people that we really like. And this one set of people, who's wonderful people, they're they just came out of nowhere, and they're the kind of people you like. Well, could they like when are they going to drop some weird like cult hammer on us or something weird? And they haven't done. They're actually really really amazing, but they do. Um, but like a lot of people, they have they they grew up differently. They have a different lifestyle than us. And one of the things that's different about them is that I think that they. They grew up with some religion in their lives. Mm, yes, and we have a lot of friends. Like I that. grew we up with religion in my life, but you don't. You have, but you haven't held on to any of it. And I'm not sure well, they. I, I held on to the cross. 
I still you, I still carry it up the hill. I've Every, seen you. you know what what's that holiday when you carry the cross up the hill in Spain and you like put a thorn a, a crown of thorns on your head? And I you, know it, but I can't and you like the name whip of it. yourself. You know, just to torture yourself. It's Christmas is it? Easter is it? Um, uh, your birthday? That's your birthday. It's my birthday. That's yeah, I just I just do that. You know, carry it up the hill. Oh, your birthday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the only thing that satiates you is gifts. That's right. <laughs> Worth over a hundred dollars. Right. Anything under $100, you whip yourself one more time. <laughs> Self-flagellation. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. If you, oh, how much was it? Can I see the gift receipt? Oh, I've got to hit myself. <laughs> That's right. $12. $12. Like, That's three, much, three whips. How much is this ice cream store gift card for? Oh, that's not enough. I've whipped myself for every, for every $10 right. under 100 that's how Kevin. I mean, that's pretty much how your family survives the year. That is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's why they whip me too. That's why they whip <laughs> me too. And if you don't get enough, they whip you when you get home. It's a tough life here. Uh, so we have this. We always have a text thread going with all of right. our friends, which is a wonderful thing. And um, and we have this one with these people, and they're great. And Kevin and I are notorious for <laughs> making fun of our our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> My and, Lord and Savior, and I have got to, I have spent so much time being like, okay, don't be. Right. How how far can I go on the text right. thread with the people who actually might sort of who actually do believe in God? We, we yes, I know. And they aren't I, like heavy hitters, you know, whatever. They're not. At least, um, if they are, they don't share it with us. They don't. You're That's right. true. But can which, we which share I appreciate. our can we share our jokes? And that's the thing because well, so we so speaking of that, we do have another friend that's on a text thread who 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 believes in God and and but he but he's great about it. Like we we crack jokes and he and he tells us stuff and it's super funny and we all have it's a very very wonderful mutual understanding. Almost all of us do joke about it. Oh yeah, but we yeah, there's certain people that have been added to the mix that kind of make you think about it. Yeah. Like, like we, we were up the other night on the mountain night skiing and we came around the corner and there was Jesus. Yes. He's on the mountain. We, we have Jesus on the mountain. We do have Jesus. It's on a the statue that was put there after world war two, I think by okay. some veterans or something. Perfect. There was a whole court battle about whether it could stay on public land. Cause that's technically public oh, land. Yeah, 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 yeah. They decided it could. As long as every once in a while, someone paints it a beard. On and it. we were skiing with some people from out of town that we're, you know, friends with that we don't see very often. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty excited to come around the corner and see Jesus again. And I was like, mm, keep your mouth shut, Kevin. Oh, they actually were excited yeah. because it was Jesus. Yes. Not because it was like a symbol of like, hey, I'm going skiing and Jesus is up there. Right, yeah. I'm going to swing by Jesus. I usually go under there and do like the devil horns, you know, yeah. like, yeah, rock and roll. And then send it to my friends like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I try to do a double daffy. Yeah, I try to do exactly. a double daffy over Jesus. That's my plan. Spread eagle. Yeah, spread eagle. <laughs> yeah, spread eagle. Like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That's like, that's that's my dream come true right there. Uh, it is weird because, you know, we joke around, of course, and we'll throw a lot of shapes and all that stuff. But the truth is we don't really care if people, as long as you're cool, I don't care. Right. And you got to be cool with us. We got to be cool with you, though. So right. I get to play around and joke about Jesus all I want to. And they can joke about us going to hell, like, right? Yeah, you know, whatever. That's cool. But you're going to hell. And right. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. But um, while I'm here, I'm going to enjoy myself. We we definitely have that in our family. Oh, yeah. Because um, uh, Shelby and I have family members that I think truly, truly, truly believe. Well, some of them do not believe in hell. But they believe in 
um, God's kingdom, which is not heaven. It's semantics, Mark. It's semantics. Is it now? Okay, yes. Yeah. Yes. God's kingdom and heaven, not the same thing. Different. Hmm. But in my mind, equivalent, right? Okay. Like, it's a good place. Yeah. The other place you stay is, like, buried forever in the ground. Yeah. That's, in my opinion... Oh, you know, well, that's like the pe- bad place. That's so like that's like survivalist people. They right. dig a hole. They live down there for the rest of their lives. They live in hell. Yeah, exactly. And so um, we have the same thing. And I don't know how they uh, they they see us and they smile and they laugh and have a good time with us. And then we leave and they go. It's too bad they're going to hell. Or they or or they do that. They so won't be the invited to God's. God's kingdom. Born agains believe that. I mean, I have a. I have, we've talked. We may have talked about this before, but I like. I have a. I have trouble sort of understanding the concept of the born again who looks at your family members and goes like, "Oh, you're so great. I love you so much. It's too bad. When I die, I'm going to go to a lovely place, and you're going to go to an awful place where you're going to burn in fire. But for the meantime, we can hang out. It's right. like me going, me hanging out with you, going like, you know. Uh, it's super nice that you came over to my house, and or or, or and it's or super nice. We we're meeting at the park. Uh, it's great. I'm having a lot of fun with you. You're such a great friend. Um, it's it's a little weird to me that when I go home, I'm going home to a palatial, wonderful home, and you're going home to a burning right. pit of fire. But for now, we're good. So right, let's yeah. just enjoy the moment. But, I think that. But, but God but, is good. He loves you. But they shouldn't. Those people be the most enjoy the moment people. You would think because they're like I'm here with you now. You're going to burn in hell. I'm not, but for now we're good. So right. let's enjoy the moment. Yeah, that's really what this is. That's actually born again Christians. They're the most enjoy the moment people on the face of the earth. Well, maybe not the face of the earth, but close. Right, they're up there. It, it's a way of giving yourself the freedom to be that way, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like that whole thing, like you know, like dance, like nobody's looking. Dance, like the person you're dancing with isn't going to hell. Because <laughs> they don't believe, or is God. going to hell, right? Or isn't going to hell? But I say right. that, right? You said isn't going to hell. Is going to hell. Is going to hell. Dan- right. No, but I, no, 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 no. I will dance, dance like the person. You. Dance like the person you're dancing with isn't going to hell because they are when they leave. Oh, but I'm going to dance like they're not. Well, I'm going to dance like they are because because <laughs> <laughs> you're a pessimist. <laughs> dance like they're going to hell. <laughs> Well, you you know they're going to hell. You're not going to see them, right? I mean, oh, I guess it's true. Or if you are going to hell, dance like the other person isn't going to hell, right? It depends on which which side you're on. Like I'm going to hell. This is so God. I have to dance like they aren't going to hell because if they go to hell with me, oh. I will see them again. See, so I put myself right? in the place of the born again person, and you put yourself in the place <laughs> of the non born again person. <laughs> I'm clearly going to hell. Dance like the other person isn't going to hell because I'm going and I'm not going to see him. Right. So you know, so I can embarrass myself. Have fun. Right. I'll be- I mean, there, it always reminds me of the Twilight Zone episode where the guy dies. He doesn't know he died, but of course he wakes up and he realizes he's dead. Yeah. But he's at a, like a pool hall and a bar and he gets all the giant chocolate chip cookies he wants Hell and yeah. he's like this is amazing i obviously went to heaven and then on like the seventh day of eating chocolate oh, chip cookies yeah. and drinking beer and playing pool he's like obviously i went to hell oh yeah because mm-hmm. it sucks that's my thing like you what people don't realize is everything is relative right mm-hmm. you don't know there's light if there's no darkness sure you don't know there's darkness without light you don't know there's good without ba- evil and evil without good i mean so if you go to a place that has nothing but good and light 
then there's nothing good. It's, it's a, like when everything is a priority, nothing's a priority. You just explained uh, 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 like a Caribbean cruise. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's just... Well, you know, there there can be some relativity on certain Caribbean cruises, like when there's an outbreak at a pandemic and you get stuck out there in the harbor that, for like, 30 days. I would days. like, I really want crab legs. I want tacos. I want meatballs and spaghetti. Do you it's have a, all here. Do you have a six-story water slide with a <laughs> fake wave machine where I can go s- <laughs> body surfing? It's the buffet at a Caribbean cruise. That is... That's zero ground. There is no, there are the, no rich people. So, there are no poor people. You know what's interesting about that is because, so again, it depends on perspective, right? Is that heaven or is that hell? It's hell. In my opinion, it's, it's hell. It's absolutely hell. But there's people who pay $10,000 oh to yeah. do that, Mark. Yeah. So yeah. to them, it's heaven, right? It is hell. <laughs> Well, it is I hell. I agree. Oh my gosh, we just came on something pretty existential here. So the the buffet at a Caribbean cruise is hell because all because because all is equal. There is no better, no worse. I get my crab legs. You get your you know tofu tacos. Probably no tofu actually. That might be the one thing. So that's the thing. Everybody's heaven is different because. So, for instance, my dad worked at one company his entire career. Mm-hmm. He always ate at the same restaurants mm-hmm. forever. Didn't want to change because you know why? There might be a bad experience. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I went. Uh, yeah, I got a burger that wasn't I was the like, you burger. could go out again tomorrow at your old restaurant mm-hmm. if you didn't like the one you went yeah. to today. Yeah. And yes, I realize it cost you another 20 bucks. Is it really going to break the bank? Mm-hmm. Like now you know you don't like that restaurant. That's my my right. thinking, right? It's like I when I go travel, I don't want to go. Like I don't want to go to, you know, uh, I'm not going to Florida. So let's take Florida. I was about to say Florida. Florida. You really don't um, want to go to Florida. I don't want to go to Maine yeah. and go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, what a waste of time. Right. Like. I want to go to Maine and go to a Maine restaurant, yeah. something I can't have here. Yeah. But my dad wants to go to a restaurant that he knows will give him exactly what he's had before yeah, yeah, and that it will yeah. be mediocre. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm going to go to IHOP because yeah. they, they have, because they're, they're, you know, yeah, but I'm going to go IHOP for lunch because their right. club sandwich is exactly. Exactly. And I'm never going to order anything but the club sandwich at IHOP. Because, because it won't, he knows it won't be awful. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm like, the same thing is awful. Now, I want something different and it might suck, but it might be awesome. So what does that say? So that says not only are you somebody who, and I I think, I mean, generally I'm the same. There are times I'll go to a restaurant and I'll be like, hey, I really like the... I love the oh, for sure. drunken noodles so much. Oh, there's, I don't want to like, I'll try something else, but man, those are so good. I come here like once every three oh, months. There's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I do that with Taco del Sol and I want the same burrito and yeah. I was like loaded up with all the yeah. stuff. It's just like comfort food. For Other me. stuff it. might be great, but this is so damn yes. good. Like, I don't want to like screw with this because I'm only here. If I was coming every day, I would try different things. Twice a week, yeah. I'd try something, but this is so good. Yeah. But I think it's interesting point because um you're it's basically the the personality type that says like i'm i don't want to have a story to tell 
I don't want to, like, there's nothing in this except whether this is, like, it's so middle of the road. You're saying, like, I want nothing from this, ultimately. I don't want to talk about it, good or bad. I want right. nothing from this experience other than to move to the next experience, which ultimately is not an experience because it's just sort of like He wants to replicate trudging the experience life. he had last week. Right. I want Which was the same as the week before. And, and, and it wasn't a terrible experience. He doesn't want risk. So I don't... So I'm going to stick with the non-terrible right. experience rather than... It's not like I come in here because it's the best burrito I've ever had in my life and I'm going to just stick with it because, oh my God, I can't wait to eat it. It's because it wasn't terrible. So I'm going to eat it again so I don't have a... So I don't risk having a bad experience. So here's another thing that goes with this. He also has not... I, I'm not trying to rip on my dad, by the way. This is, he's, okay. he's just different than me. He's very different, very right? Different very me. different. And it's, a, it's always like, people are always like, how are you, how did you come from, you know, like we're so different in this, in this ass, in this respect. So he also has not expanded his music, uh, library his music like it's like it, it all ended in 1972 like cat uh, stevens was the last no, no 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 not even that no like uh probably 1966 or so and everly so, like, brothers elvis that elvis far? pre like pre jumpsuit pre uh -huh, fat elvis uh -huh. yeah you know like he likes uh you know um uh i'm, I'm trying to think of some of the elvis hits the, the what's the prison one um uh Hound dog. No. Hound dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, no. yeah. Um, uh, jail. Jail. Um, whatever. But anyway, Hound Dog will do. Hound Dog is great because well, that's, that's where he does. That's he kind of like the era. And then, like the Beatles, it can't, it's got to be like pre Sergeant Peppers. Yeah. He doesn't like the drug, you know, the psychedelics era. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. And Beach Boys up until, of course, like Pet Sounds, probably yeah. something like that. Um, so, and he's also a conservative, mm -hmm. very conservative. Yeah. And I'm like, I still keep learning about new music constantly. I, I hardly listen to the stuff I listened to the eighties. I go back and I'm like, wow, this yeah. is, this is like new to me again. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. I just listen to REM again, yeah. you know, or whatever, but I'm constantly learning about new music because mm -hmm. I, yeah. that's me. And I also think that you should, like I saw an article here, it was about why you should quit your job every 10 years. And I thought. I think you should quit your career every 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think, like, I can't imagine doing one career. My dad did one job for 35 years. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine doing one career yeah. for 35 years. Mm -hmm. but totally different. I'm also very liberal. I think that, um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really weird thing to to sort of like, so, I, so I've had a lot of friends who are, Growing up, who were vegan? Well, growing up, like when I was, old, I was an adult, but technically, but I call it growing up because I was still growing up as in my twenties and whatever, and were vegan. And um, I think I found that a lot of the the kids that were like the cool kids who were vegan, not all of them, but a lot of them, a had an eating disorder, um, and b who that is not to say that everybody who's vegan by any stretch has an eating disorder. Every vegan has an eating disorder, Mark. by any stretch at all, because I mean, there's plenty of meet people who refuse to eat anything but meat every meal and that's an eating disorder in itself so let's like look at this like objectively but um but um i also found that a large part of the people that i knew that um sort of like restricted their diets were uh were restricting their they, they were using that as a way to like close the walls in on their life and i do that i close the wall i don't i have a 
I have an incredibly wide acceptance of humanity. LGBTQ, good for you. I don't care. Sounds cool to me. What's going on? Let's see what's up. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I'm, I've got all the answers to the politics and the oh, bathroom sure. usage yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. I'm not saying I have all the answers. But like you're African American and you got a whole other lifestyle. You grew up totally different. I want to hear about that. That sounds amazing to me. Yeah. I'm down. What can you tell me and teach me that I don't know because I don't know a hell of a lot. As a, as a white guy, I know a lot. But as like you, I know nothing and I'd love to. Women, um, oh, people who sort of like reach sort of what is it called? Um, um, uh, cross minorities who are your LGBTQ and your African-American. Oh, my God. Like, let's right, find yeah. out more about you. I think that's amazing. But when it comes to some things, I'm per, I can be pretty closed minded. Um, I can't watch a Marvel Marvel movie. Um, they're kind of pretty surface stuff. I right. have not watched one, so I don't know. It's pretty crappy. Um, I, that's what I imagined, which yeah. is why I haven't watched one. I, I, I so it's, it's, fortunately so, my kid does hasn't asked, so I haven't suggested it. I have, I have, I have a little bit of a soft. I try to soften myself. Um, uh, my kids wanted to watch. Top Gun Maverick recently. Oh, yeah. Top I, Gun, the I, first one. I did watch Top Gun Maverick because it was requested of me. It was requested of me. Um, uh, the the absolutely wonderful, lovely um, daughter of my girlfriend who lives with us and who's adorable and I love her dearly, loves it. Um, my kids liked it when they watched it. Oh, my She'd kid already loved watched it. it. Loved it. I, I thought it was amazing. No amount of my soul could sit through more than ten minutes of it. I had to leave the room. It was it was difficult for me. To it, st- it was a tearjerker, Mark, when they they revisited you know like Goose playing the piano and. It, <laughs> I tried with all of my might to sit there and love these kids and do it. I could. I've never been able to sit through the Harry Potter movies. I can't. I, oh, I watched um, the Glass Onion recently, and I. Mm. I sat through it. I'll put it that way. The first one's incredible. The right. beautiful movie. Um, great film for entertainment and fun. <sighs> I'm so disappointed to hear that about it because I haven't seen watched it yet. It, no. And now, well, but now I'm, I'm not planting in a hurry. this in your mind. I You're know. You're going to totally agree because we can't be at odds with these guys because <laughs> I'm the idiot down the street. <laughs> well, that's why we have to disagree about it, well, right? Maybe that would will. make it more interesting. Yeah, we won't disagree about we this. We swear at each other and I have know a you fight. Well but I mean, I think that the thing about it is like, you know, yeah, I'm pretty close minded with certain things, but it's not humanity and it's not. But so I think that like film is grasping life. It's true. And uh, and music is grasping life. Um, I think that there are a huge amount of people walking around. Actually, oh, my gosh, I'm going to jump. Yeah, let's jump. Last night. I love it. What? Yesterday evening, Sunday evening, mm-hmm. thir- 14 year old daughter, 13 year old daughter and 10 year old daughter. We watched Harold and Maude. Oh, my. Harold and Maude. I forgot about that. Wow. Okay. There is a scene where clearly the the this you know, like seventeen year old kid and the eight eighty year old woman have sex, but um um have had sex, but they they don't show anything, and it's just sort of like, and it's not for everybody. I shouldn't say this. It's not that my kids understood it to a degree, but the but the movie is a really great metaphor for life and death, and not just being alive and being dead, but being alive, dead. Do you know what I mean? Like right. walking dead. And we live in a society full of walking dead. And I think society pushes us to be walking dead because 
you're on the phone for four hours with the healthcare company, with the health insurance company, or this or that or the other. Well, and that's our society for sure. But it's treat it's it. You're forced into that, and yeah. you have to dig your way out of it and go back to life. Yeah. And whatever you do, you know, find that you know. There's nobody out there who's like got it made. You know, really, and you find life after you suffer that like indignation of like arguing over like your bill with you know the healthcare company or whatever the heck it is it's true and that's a good segue to my medical bills <laughs> oh my god can you pour me more more whiskey no i'm i'm joking i'm joking cuz we're going to go i'm going to go have tacos at your house we're going to eat tacos in about right and i'll probably minutes. have a little whiskey there so i shouldn't have more now we should have some water yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have water? I have water right here. There's Cheers to water. Just so everybody knows out there, we are looking for a whiskey sponsorship and a water sponsorship. That's right. Water and in whiskey. In that order. Water and whiskey. <laughs> in that that's, order. That's our new podcast name. Water, water and, and whiskey. whiskey. And we're going to do, what was the thing we thought of earlier? We're going to do confessional. Confessional. That's right. I love it. Water and whiskey. And it'll be all confessionals. <laughs> <laughs> Just for those who can't see us, Kevin gave me a funny thumbs up. <laughs> Sometimes I give him middle finger. Hey, no, hey, you know, anything you know. goes here. Um, yeah, so I had an ablation, which is when yeah. they send catheters up. Uh, it's like a vein, mm-hmm. main vein, mm-hmm. I guess, up to your heart. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, uh, burn sex- certain sections of the heart to get rid of accessory pathways which is where electrical signals can trans uh, travel through to set off different kinds of signals in your heart so people can have afib where you know certain chambers are like just uh contracting too fast and not doing anything and the blood pools there and you can have a stroke and i it, don't it, have that and ablation is, a, is is like essentially kind of killing a nerve that's doing something yeah rogue. so it's, it's gone a, rogue. it's like a bundle of nerves yeah, on okay. your heart yeah, or, yeah in your okay. heart and so I had it a long time ago for something called WPW, which is Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome, which is where your heart can beat like 300 beats per minute or whatever, and you can die from it. So it, they they got rid of they fortunately uh, when it came back when I was an adult, they had a, developed this procedure. They got rid of it, and it's I spent a night in the hospital. Everything's good. Never had it again. But then I started having SVT, which is supraventricular tachycardia, which is it beats really fast, but it won't go faster than my max heart rate. Okay. So, you know, I'd like, I'd go for- It's going to kill you. Yeah, it's not going to kill you, but you're just going to feel your heart pounding for the next like two hours or three hours or whatever. You're going to go 75 on the freeway the whole way from New York to LA without stopping. Right. But you're not actually going anywhere. But you're you're never going to go off the road and die. You're not going to go 120 and like fly off a cliff. Right. But so it's you're, you're, it's, you it's, it's almost that. more like you never leave your driveway, but you put the pedal down until oh, the RPMs yeah. get to about 3,500. And then you just do that for the next 20 hours. Gosh. So you're not actually going anywhere. You're not doing the exercise, yeah, yeah. but your heart's kind of beating like. As though you just ran a marathon. Well. Or ran a sprint. Like a mo- No, it's for me, it's more of like, it's like I went for a moderate or easy run. So it's it's beating faster than it should be, but it's not beating fast enough to make me feel dizzy or lightheaded. Okay, okay. So I went in for a procedure to get the SVT taken care of. My like, I buy my health care on the market, so, mm-hmm. or my health insurance, I should say. And so it's like 
uh, I don't know, fifteen hundred a month, the premium. Mm-hmm. But then the deductible is seven thousand yeah, dollars per so person. So it cost me seven thousand dollars to get this done, and it has a ninety-five percent or so success rate, and it was not successful for me. So I owe them seven thousand dollars for not fixing the problem. God, <laughs> and they and it's of like course buying a car. So that you I don't just leave. had to wear the halter monitor again because they were like, well, what's going on? Let's see if we can figure it out. So I'm starting the clock over. I now I'm working. And they don't like, they don't apply the seven forward. So it's like, okay, look, man, like you, you already went through this. We're going to go back in. It's going to cost you like 300 bucks to come back in because we already did this and it didn't work. If anybody knows that if you can like, you know, fight the charges because it didn't work. Like, can I, can I go to the hospital and go, you know, that's nice, but it didn't work. Yeah, there's I, no I, there's no guarantee. Right. They don't, there's they no offer guarantee. You no, exactly. And I could so okay, they, so I could see them saying if they could test for it, right, and prove it. I could see them saying like, "Look, I get it. You didn't work. We're not going to charge you the full amount." Right. The doctor alone, just uh, you know, well, like, they thought no they harm. got it. They were like, "We found a thing. We did it." triggered it and we got rid of it and everything's good. And then I was in recovery and I had ta- tachycardia. That must have been so defeating. And I, yeah, I was I wasn't even fully aware of what was going on and I looked at the, the little like thing, you know, the little cart thing yeah, they yeah, have yeah. with my heart rate and I was like I pointed at in the in the orderly or whatever the guy, you know, he's like, "I'll go tell the, <laughs> the guy." He was like, I can't do anything for you, man. Right. But that sucks. Sorry about that. So they were like, you're probably a candidate to do it again. And we probably get rid of it this time. And I was like, yeah, but I can't. I like, I haven't paid you for the last one. I can't do it again. I can't give you another seven grand. So anyway, I'm looking for a job. I, um, I, I, uh, some, somebody contacted me today and it's like with good insurance and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, tell me more about this insurance. Right. Because That's why you get jobs today. If my deductible is like less than $7,000, I'll take the job, get Go the procedure get it done. done. Yeah. Work for six months minimum and pay back, pay both of them off and then Well, and if the, if the job's good, I'll well, stick stay. with it. Yeah, right, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, you're going to stay if it's good. But, yeah. the, but I mean, you're, that's the thing that I think. But that it's we, the problem with this country, right? We're, we're, we're and so... So it's the land of the free, right? But we're not. We're, we're not we're, free. We're, 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 we are. There's so many things we're 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 uh, prisoners of, and one of those things Death is slaves. healthcare and health insurance, and the other is guns, and and there are others. Right. And it's it's actually reminds me of, um, and then it reminds well, me of college education. How about that? Well, it's funny because in Harold and Maud, uh, Maud says in a moment she's talking about birds in prison. But it's really a metaphor for everything else in this country. She says, oh, the world loves a cage. And it's like, I mean, it was so profound. It was so heavy. And they don't, I mean, if you if you apply the word cage to like, I'm caged into my job because of health insurance. I'm caged into my house with a door locked because of gun violence. I'm caged. I'm constantly caged. And and so many of these things are like, if you if you're right wing, are described as freedoms. Right. Well, I get to decide on the open market what I want, so I don't want to have government regulation of health insurance. Oh well, yeah, but except that once you don't have it, the companies run wild. For profits. I, I, I mean, Mark, have you ever not gone to get medical care because of the cost? Hell yes. Right. Exactly. And I'm not like broke. I know. That's my thing. So I can't tell you how many people I know that have said to me, I don't want to be forced to have health health insurance. And I said, well, what do you have? And they say, well, I don't have it. Yeah. 
that's great if you don't have cancer or you don't get hit by a truck right. or you don't, you know, mm-hmm. in Montana get attacked by a bear or right. a mountain lion right. or right. you don't get shot by some crazy person or you don't crash on your mountain bike or your skis. I mean, a broken leg can cost you $20,000 yeah. easily. Yeah. And you don't have insurance, but you're not destitute. Guess what? You're on the hook for it. It's incredible. Yeah. It's it's it, it it it's it's the we've so we have the world the wrong way around and uh, humanity needs well we'll never fix this because well capitalism has a lot to do with it but and I'm not anti-capitalism but I'm anti some elements of capitalism sure me too um um we have we uh, so I'm about to turn fifty a couple of months I'm going to turn fifty not that that's like really that big of a marker I've had a pretty cool life I'm good. All I really care about now 50 is sucks, Mark, let me tell you. I get a couple of, I know, right? <laughs> I get a couple of good ski days in and I'm I'm able to be in love and I uh which I am and I and I have my and I and I'm I live long enough for my children to have to be to be like kind of good, you know what I mean? Like that's of course that's at this point that's what you really care. Well, about. and they'll remember you. And they at remember point, me. Right? <laughs> they'll remember me. They're not like 3. Like right. ah, I remember a blur. Right. Um um who used to give me cake <laughs> once a year. <laughs> Um, um, but I mean, it's, it's, this, it's, it's, it, I'm an existentialist and I don't call myself that in the sense of like, I actually practice it, um, because I don't, and I don't know all the tenets of it, but I do believe in the concept of like, we put our own value on our existence. And, um, and one of the things I find really fascinating is the fact that, that, We've created this. I mean, not me and you per se, right. but really, I mean, I want to take responsibility as an as a human being. I don't want to say it's all them, nah. But it's like it's true. We've created this. We've created an environment where they're like somebody who had like insurance companies, like this is a thing. Yeah, the forty hour work week and the computer and the tapping away at the thing and sitting on your ass and somebody like watching you through it. Some people having the indignity of being like. How many have you clicked your keyboard in the last blah blah, right, blah yeah. hour or whatever? Um, um, this has been created, yeah, by humanity, and it's the value of our lives and the lives around us that we, as a society, have allowed to happen. We still have decided life is cheap, Mark. Life is cheap. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, yeah, you know, the Russians will throw. Whatever you know, in 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 ma- multiple wars, the Russians would throw millions of people at the battle. They still do. They're doing it right now in Ukraine, oh, yeah. killing young people because life is cheap and Putin wants to prove himself. And but that's that's historic with Russia. Right. It's historic with anybody. It's historic with World War One uh, and Two. It's it's very historic. Battles all over since the dawn of time. Life is just as cheap when you're sitting behind a keyboard. It's crazy how we give one. A person with a poor sense of self-worth, the keys to the car. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, like, the, like the least value in them. Like, you know oh. the loser over there that hates everyone? Yeah. Wants right. to like... Want, he wants, wants everyone to love him? Right, yeah. Needs let's let's put him in charge. That's what that guy... <laughs> so I think that... Um, I think that... I, I Of course, I believe in evolution because i don't believe in a god um um per se but like um it's so bizarre how you know you know basically we as sort of like really like caveman type people 
could grow into something so counter to what humanity should be. I mean, we're not, we aren't survival of the fittest. We're survival of the richest. We're survival right. of the most dastardly. Yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, that it's a, it's a thing that, I I always hear where, oh, you know, the U S is a meritocracy and meritocracy has all sorts of problems. I'm like, no, the problem is we are not a meritocracy. Right, yeah. The problem is we've decided what a meritocracy means is that a guy Rockefeller in night, you know, in the 1800s, what, what, when was Rockefeller the, making all this money? Yeah. I don't know, but you, but his like great, 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 great grandson will be determined to be merit. He's, he's like, he's wealthy because of a meritocracy. It's like, no, he's not. His great, great, great grandfather may have been better or smarter or Mm -hmm. more dastardly or whatever. But what we've allowed is, and we've, we've made this, the system where the, 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 descendants of somebody who was smarter, better, faster, stronger, more dastardly get to have the, the gains. Yeah. That's not a meritocracy. That's, that's almost like I won monopoly well, 20 years ago. And so my grandson gets to start with $2 million. Right, right, right. It's core nepotism. I mean, we, we, but, and, and what's really funny about that is it reminds me of, of branding. I was actually cracking a joke to someone actually to, to my girlfriend, Ingrid, um, the other day about like, uh, like why is like we we joked about Seinfeld earlier not holding up, but Seinfeld will Seinfeld will sell you a, a tank of gas. He'd be like a Shell commercial, right? What the hell does this guy know about sh- about gas? Or he, nothing was about that, gas. Who was the uh, quarterback? Uh, the uh, the Patriots. Um, oh Brady. Yeah, he's been doing all the uh, the uh, car oh, yeah, rental yeah, commercials. Yeah, like Hertz rent a car. I don't even understand though. If I had that much money and Hertz was like, "Hey man, would you like to make three hundred thousand dollars?" I'd be like, you know, I have ten million. I don't really care. I don't want to come it, and do it, a car rental commercial. It is the stupidest. One of the stupidest little sort of fish hooks out there. There's no bait. Well, look at the, is it progressive with the like no name woman who's become, or, or how about the guy who did the, um, what was the one where he was like, I'm your blind spot. And he'd be like hanging on the side of the car. Oh, that guy. uh, Yeah. Yeah, He's in a couple of like TV shows here and there or whatever. Or the most interesting man in the world. So they managed to make no name people into somebody. Yeah. Whereas all these other companies are like, let's take a somebody at least that's a good idea. Like some some guy or woman in a in an office, like sitting around tapping away, like when I'm gonna come up with an idea. I got an idea. I'm gonna pitch it at the meeting. Yeah. But I mean, when you get George Clooney to get up there and like try to sell you Visa cards, I'm like, what the hell does he know about my money? Well, what, what is what is like what is Betty White, who sadly died? I apologize. She's a lovely woman. But uh, what does she know about like Medicare? What does do she you, know about my life? Do you think that George Clooney has impacted the uh, signups of? visa cards in any way like how do people decide on what not. visa card to sign up for i think that most people this is i'm maybe i'm giving people too much credit i think they go online and they go what's the like interest rate of this one and what you know how much does it cost me what how 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 much money was this company willing to invest in a spokesperson that i recognized from a movie i liked uh, um, um, so that they would parade them in front of me, so I would buy their product. That's how I judge right. what I purchase. Like, I'd like a car. Do I want a Toyota or a Ford? Oh, well, you know, like which one does 
Yeah. Herschel Walker-like. Herschel Walker, <laughs> you know, yeah, right, exactly. They parade out. Tom Brady says mm. you should rent a car from Hertz. Tom Brady doesn't rent cars. Tom Brady hasn't put his name on a rental car. Tom Brady gets picked up. I'm going to tell you right now what Tom Brady gets picked up by. He gets picked up everywhere he lands at, by a service who has ex-secret service people driving who have been learnt, taught maneuver, like hardcore, like evasive maneuvering um, um, uh, maneuver tactics, et cetera, et cetera. That's who he's never touched a rental car key in the last 30 years. And I'll tell you what else. I'll tell you who's not in the car waiting for him. Who? Giselle. Oh yeah, she's a, yeah, definitely not, not. No, 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 no. That's a that's a broken relationship, broken home, Kevin. Right, broken home. See, you always bring it down to the broken home, Kevin. And speaking of home, let's go to my let's home. Let's go and to eat your tacos. home and eat tacos. Have some more whiskey <laughs> since we've been drinking water. This is. Uh, are we recording? I almost forgot what we were doing. But it was fun. It took me a moment. I paused. It was like it sounded like a cool guy pause. Like I knew what I was doing um, for like air time. But no, 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 I had to take a moment. The other person's Kevin Bauman. Are you still recording? I haven't said my name, Mark Dustin. 